All right, all right. LBHT crew, I know we're late. I see the chat. Yes, Danity. Yes, I see the I see the clock. You guys are so spoiled. You know that you're so spoiled. Question mark. Brett Bazel wants to know y'all meeting about the winter meet and greet. No, there, there will not be a winter meet and greet. There'll be another meet and greet. Okay. Um, time and date, uh, TBD. You guys really like that meet and greet. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm glad you guys came out. Uh, yeah, we were running behind. We had, you know, had some some things in the background we had to take care of. So we got that under control. But we are here, LBHT crew. Thank you for coming through. It is Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Hope your week is going well. But if not, hopefully it gets better starting right now. And look, Yolanda's in the house. Shout out to Yolanda B. Thanks for coming through. Yes, yes. Zico Kage is in the house. What's going on? What's going on? Yes, he says, Jose and Brodney owe me a two-hour stream for the tardiness. I don't think yeah, so. That's the I don't think. Yes, yes. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> uh, what's going on, Coach? On Sip 2 Tally Film says, y'all know we have meetings before these streams. Yes, we do. We do. Uh, even on, on Monday for the uh, Ravens Roundup, we have meetings before and after, actually. So he's absolutely right about that. And we always meet before these streams. Uh, Buddha Christ says, I don't know if anybody has brought it up. What, uh, brought what up? Let's see. I don't know. What did anybody bring it up? I, I'm looking for a previous. Uh, he is also hesitant to bring it up, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Raven Ron in the house. What's going on? Raven Ron says, What up, LBHT? Patched up O line, doing great things. Okay, okay. Omar Tillman, uh, Omar Tillman is in the house. What's going on? So and yes, Mazel, you were first. D Weezy in the house. What's going on, D Weezy? Thanks What's up, Shaheen? Shaheen, where's Shaheen? What's up, Mikey? Mikey in the house. Shaheen, what's going on? Two fifty-five a.m. See, now that now I feel really bad because he stayed up just to watch this show. I, I, I don't know. He probably working or something like that. I don't know. But <laughs> we held him up. Big Reg is in the house. What's going on, Big Reg? Jeremy Miller's in the house. Salute, salute. Marco G's in the house. What's going on, Marco G? The chef's in the house. Chef 87. What's good? Willie Seabon. Salute. Salute. Will G's in the house. Okay, man, you guys are waiting. Our guy Suge Knight 323. His Steelers pulled out the ugliest of wins on Monday, but yeah, a win is yeah, still did. a win. What's up, Suge? Yes, yes. Uh, who else is here? AGE. All right, Dandy. I said, what's up to Dandy? AGE even looks like a troll on his picture. <laughs> <laughs> you know, doesn't he look kind of like Sadiq? I thought that was Sadiq oh, at man, first. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt D, what's going on? What's going on? In <laughs> one session, salute. Okay, all right. Listen, we're late, but uh, we're still gonna have a very fun show ahead of you. All right. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed our video we put out yesterday, recapping the previous week, because you know we'd like to do our predictions on this show, which we will do later on in the show. Obviously, we'll be talking about the Ravens' upcoming matchup against the Colts. The Panthers uh, face off against the Seahawks. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. But we'll talk about some keys to victory for, for the Panthers, okay? Because it wasn't all bad on Monday, okay? So there might be something uh, that they can work with. So we'll discuss that. Um, what else do we have in here? Okay, I think I got everybody. I got everybody. And yes, there's an NBA. There's an NBA story. Okay, I know. I know it's off season. B didn't even know we we're gonna talk about this. Okay, 
I put it in there the last minute. Buddy healed to the Lakers. Oh, could it happen? They've been talking about Buddy healed to the Lakers for years. Could it finally happen, B? Probably not. We're going to discuss it. Okay, we're going to discuss it. All right. And, you know, other news around the NFL, we will get to all of that. All right. Uh, But first, we like to start every show with a black history fact. And B is a black history fact for you. Yeah. So, uh, in the interest of time, I'll keep it a little little short here. Uh, This is somebody that we've talked about indirectly in the past. Mm. Um, But, you know, if in in the chat, or was like, let me know if you've heard of O.W. Gurley. O.W. Gurley. No. Ottawa W. Gurley, born on Christmas Day in 1867 in Huntsville, Alabama. Wow. No, no, nobody, nobody knows O.W. No. Okay, well, he, he was a, a businessman, uh, kind of a, a real estate developer. Like I said, he was born in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. He moved to Oklahoma uh, during the land run of 1893 and staked a claim to, to a place in Oklahoma uh, called Perry. Uh, he tried to get into politics. It didn't really work out for him. Uh, he lost the election, and he ended up opening up a general store, uh, and he ran that for, for 10 years with his wife and you know, their family. Uh, ended up selling it and moving to what they called an oil boomtown, mm. Tulsa. Uh, he bought some property in Tulsa, named it Greenwood uh, Avenue. Wait, is it Avenue? Uh, the Greenwood District, I believe. District, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, and that was just after uh, a place in in Alabama, and he started uh, developing it. You know, he, he started off uh, kind of with a a, a rooming services, like kind of like a hotel, I guess, for people who were coming into town. Uh, he ended up building some more uh, uh, properties there. He opened up a, ho- a proper hotel. He opened up a, a employment agency, a few other businesses. He had a net worth of 150,000 in uh <clears throat> excuse me in the early 1900s in uh, 1914 and by 1921 he had raised it to over 500,000 uh, between 500,000 and a million which by to you know uh in today's standards that would be around 7 million you know somewhere in the 10 million range yeah uh, so a very uh, well off uh person particularly a black person in the, at that time um, he built a, a AME church there in the Greenwood district. And the reason we bring him up, uh, is he had a, a partnership with another developer uh, and they kind of developed that area together. Uh, and it was a thriving black community known as black wall street. Uh, unfortunately, I think we all know what happens at the end of that story, uh, with it, it being, destroyed by mobs uh most of the people being a lot of people being lynched most of the people who live there being arrested uh and, and you know that whole town being destroyed uh there was talk that he was actually one of the people lynched in tulsa but apparently that's just a rumor uh the other story says he him and his family left and moved to california to los angeles uh where he opened up another business and kind of lived there until he passed away in 1963 Wow. 19. No, I'm sorry. Not 1935. He was 67 years old. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Uh, but 1935. Uh, but yeah, a, a, you know, a great black businessman who was instrumental in building up uh, one of the, the most prosperous black communities in, in U.S. history uh, until, unfortunately, it was it was destroyed by, by mob violence. 
Wow. O.W. Gurley. Okay. That's a that's a that's an interesting black history fact. I've never heard that name before. Yeah. Never heard that name before. Salute to just Allo. Thanks for coming through. Says hello, What's everyone. Up, Hope all as well. Yes, indeed. MDT Sports is in the house. Is MDT the GOAT in the building? Oh, okay. The GOAT. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming through. Oh, we got a guy, Hendo from the Road Pod in the house. What's going on, Hendo? Uh Shug, I will not take this picture down. Okay. If you guys did not see the picture in the background, that is Ray Lewis uh kneeling over Ben Roethlisberger's his lifeless body. And okay? all Shug here every time he comes into this chat and sees that picture is is this your king? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So look, um, we recap a little bit of last week's games. Obviously, we did the live stream on Monday after the Panthers game. We didn't do a live stream on Sunday after the Ravens game. You know, that was my busy weekend. Didn't get a chance to to put anything together for you guys. So we can kind of discuss um, the victory of the, over the Bengals and the upcoming game against the Colts. All right. You want to start there? Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Start off with some Ravens. All right. So last week, I mean, look, uh, I'm sure you watched Coach's Channel and Ravens, Raven C, you know, all the all, you know, uh, uh Pod, all, all the 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 approved, okay, the the roundup approved content. I'm sure you guys checked it out, and they gave you the breakdown of what happened. But, but we'll give you our take on it. Um, it it was a pretty good win, okay. I feel I feel good about it, and <clears throat> I know Joe Burrow was hurt. You know, well he he didn't go into the game hurt. They said he re-injured it during the game. I kind of feel like he he I don't know if if he was always you know hurt and. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's kind of like what people are saying about Bryce Young right now. What? Uh, well, Bryce Young didn't practice today with an ankle injury, and they're like, "Hey, when that happened, when he sucked." Or, <laughs> you know, either way, um, either way, I don't care, right? Um, obviously, we went to the game very shorthanded, missing our left tackle, missing our starting center, two two key pieces to our mm-hmm. offense. Very key pieces to our offense because those two play at, at a high level. Um, and, and started running back and the best safety on the team. Well, yep. and the best corner on the team. The and two the best, best cover cover players on the team. Yes, yes. And the defense played well, mm-hmm. right? I mean, holding them to – I mean, they gave up a late touchdown, right? Actually, they didn't even give up 24 points. They gave up 17 points because one was a kick return from Charlie Jones. Charlie! <laughs> Me and Coach's guy Charlie, he's our secret weapon. Uh, if you don't, if you ever heard that name on here, it's because um, we like to tell people about it. That's somebody we, me, me and Coach was scouting. We were trying to get the Ravens to draft him. Uh, Coach was was doing tape review on um, film review on Joy Porter Jr. and they're playing Purdue, and Charlie Jones was catching everything. All right, that's the guy that returned that kickoff or that punt return against us. On Sunday, a uh, very good player, and I think when they move on for T. Higgins, you're gonna see a lot of Charlie Jones, All right? But other than that, I mean, 17 points, you can't ask for much more uh, from a, from any defense against this type of offense, you know? Yeah, I hope that uh, that guy was his name, Zim. I hope he's doing all right because he seemed very upset about the prospect of Lamar playing the Cincinnati Bengals, and and Lamar, <laughs> Lamar played very well. Uh, and yeah. obviously Baltimore got the win despite like, having all those, those key players being out. Uh, you know, I, I'll say this. I'm very happy with this win for Baltimore. 
mostly because I've been horribly wrong on the, the Panthers' start to the season. But I told y'all that Baltimore was far and away the best team in that division, and they were going to win that division going away, and that's what they look like because they're not even they're not even rolling yet. You know, they're yeah. not even clicking on offense. They don't have their best players on defense, and they are clearly the 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 class of the AFC North. Um, I, I'm going to push back a little bit though on on the defense playing well in this game. Okay. Um, is it that they played well? or is it that they played the worst offense in the league? Because I'll tell you something that I learned right before the show, because as I said, the uh, Panthers are 0-2, and I was very wrong about that. So I'm looking for any kind of silver lining right now. The Panthers, who I thought had the worst offense in the league, they do not. They're tied at 13.5 (laughs) points per game with Cincinnati and the Raiders, but Cincinnati is dead last in the league in yards per game. So they, I mean, is it is it that they've played the two best defenses in the league? No, because the Browns just gave up twenty six to the Steelers in in a loss. They're just awful, and they're worse. Well, than no one one of those one of those scores was a pick six, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, 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 listen. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Uh, don't do you hear this? Ain't a debate show. Don't try and poke I, holes in the points <laughs> I'm making. All right, just leave, just let it be. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Cincinnati worst offense in the league, not Carolina. So there's your uh, silver lining Panthers fans. I, I would I would say they start off with two tough defenses, but yeah. so what? They have the off they have the talent on that's not a, that's not an excuse for Cincinnati. No, that's an excuse not. for a lesser team. Yes, but not a team with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Charlie Jones and Joe Mixon, you know, and all all this talent on offense. That's not an excuse for them. Well, well, not only is it not an excuse, right? Week one, everybody across the league can say, "Hey, you know, it's our preseason, right?" So you can play ugly in week mm-hmm. one, and nobody's nobody's gonna think twice about that. Yeah. Week two at home, especially if you go down 0-1 in your division. And this is another division game. You can't, you, you do not want to go down 0 2 because it's essentially, like you said, three games you're down, right? Those games count for a game and a half, yeah. right? Essentially. So you don't want to go down 0 2. Um, and our defense was hurt. We still don't have Tyus Bowser. Nobody talks about that. He's a starter. Yeah. We don't have Tyus Bowser out there. We don't have Marlon Humphrey. Don't have Marcus Williams. You don't, right. Nobody talks about Tyus because the O and O Express leaving the station every Sunday, right on time. Yeah, yeah, they're leaving. So, they're not showing up to the game because yeah, Owe. I don't you know. know where they're going, but they leave. And no, Marco, you didn't have to burst on bubble. You just like to do that because you're a jerk. All right, you didn't have to say anything. You know, what? <laughs> it's like I don't have to take these points away from you, but I'm going to. Marco says, uh, "Steelers defense scored two touchdowns." Sorry, B had to burst your bubble. See, no. No. yeah. Rude. Brandon, aka Arkansas five hundred one, says Andrew Voorhees is going to take Ronnie Stan. Oh my goodness, no, he's not. He's not no. going to make the team. I saw your other comment earlier. You said that they that they're going to trade Ronnie Stanley. Um, listen, if they find if they drafted another uh, tackle like high, or they get another tackle, that's fine. But you can't just trade him just to trade him. Voorhees is not going to make this team next year. Uh, that's he's he's just he's no yeah he's, uh, he's not doing anything Danity, he, he he is an offensive minded coach he gets kind of a quarterback whispered with name because of Carson Wentz but uh the reality, oh, reality is and this is something that uh what's okay wait that uh Panther Nation podcast pointed out before the season started 
his team start very slow. All of his teams have started slow. So Frank Wright. Yeah, and then they kind of build momentum throughout the year and, and finish well. But we'll, we'll talk more about shouldn't that. Be, shouldn't be starting slow. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk yeah. more about that in the Panther se- uh, segment because uh, you know I, I'm, I'm with Rashad and Dave, man. I, I think um, you know they, they start slow, but a lot of teams are starting slow. I don't think it's it's, it's a big deal for them. <clears throat> this is a big deal for the for Bengals, though. It is a big deal for the Bengals. The Bengals are not going to catch Baltimore. No, uh, that I I don't want to say it's over with. Obviously, it's two weeks. It's they're, yeah. they're a very good team, but Baltimore is a better team, and the Bengals are not going to catch up to them. I don't think, especially if they actually trade T. Higgins during the season. Like you know, this is kind of the rumor going around that that teams are you know call, calling and interested, and obviously people kind of assume they don't want to pay T. Higgins. So if that's actually the case, they're definitely not going to catch Baltimore. Okay. Shout out to more Citatali for the streets for the donation. Appreciate that. Says Carolina <laughs> is you. not last in the more sip to tally power rankings. That's right. There you go. That's right. You know, you know what I did think was funny is that when I was looking at it, where they ended up on offense and yards per game, 28th, right? Where coach at. <laughs> okay. Speaking <laughs> of, and I got to get, I had to get the, uh, the logo for more sip to tally. It's, it's similar to this. Sip to tally. Look for more sip to tally because I know most of you guys are subscribed to sip to tally already. If you're not subscribed, also subscribe to more sip to tally. We gotta get him to a thousand subscribers. Um, but look through his series. He has a whole power rankings for all these teams, and he has he has them ranked by position, um, overall, all that stuff. Um, check out that series because he gets a lot of things right. <laughs> okay, a lot of things right. So. You want a point of reference? Go over to Morris of Totali and check out what he's got going on over there. Okay, he covers the whole league over there. So, uh, yes, uh, look, the, the Bengals' offense just—it just looks off, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Ravens don't look 100 percent either, but they look like they're starting to hit the stride more. They look like they're there was more put together, and the Bengals just have more talent, you know, outside of Lamar. So it's yeah. a little pro- surprising to see that you you couldn't do more against what was out there. Now, credit to Mike McDonald. He's doing a good job with his schemes, and I'm sure that that's causing a, a lot of trouble for, for Burrow and company. But you got Joe Mixon. You got Jamar Chase. You got T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd. You can't figure anything out out there? No. You know? You know? So... No, you cannot. Uh, but you know that that's fine. They, they're gonna they're gonna do what they can do over there and try to get that thing turned around. But Baltimore was on to Indianapolis. Uh, Indianapolis has looked they've looked all right. Yeah, they have. Okay, you know they're they're a pretty talented team. Uh, yeah. Anthony Richardson has uh, you know he he's made some plays for them. I, I don't think he's not the the best of the rookie quarterbacks. I think C.J. Stroud is out playing both of them. Uh, but you know he's made some plays with his legs, which you which you expect. He scored three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, he's he's thrown for one touchdown, and unfortunately, uh, he did get hurt in their in their last game. He's in the concussion protocol right now, so we don't know if he's actually going to be playing this weekend against Baltimore. Um, without Anthony Richardson, I think it it could be a bloodbath. Uh, <laughs> with Anthony Richardson, merely a blowout. Yeah. You don't believe in Gardner Minshew? I do not. <laughs> I do not believe in Gardner. Um, 
No, but I mean, look, they're they're, they're a decent team. They've got Michael Pittman. The the thing is, you know, their offense is all kind of just short passing, right? They they have yeah. they have one receiver who's averaging more than, more than ten yards a catch, and that guy has three catches. That's Alec Pierce, right? So I mean, that's kind of skewed. And I mean, they are forced feeding targets to Michael Pittman right now. Uh, they don't, you know, Zach Moss has been okay. Uh, for the first couple of weeks, but I don't, or for the for the game, the one game he played, but I just don't, I don't really see any any threats on this offense that Baltimore really needs to worry about, particularly if Anthony Richardson is is out. There's one that they have to worry about, John Harbaugh, <laughs> because this is the game, this is the game where we're rolling right, things are looking good, like like the the, the team that we we're kind of like, I don't know if we're gonna win that game. Right, the Bengals on the road, we win that game because we show up for that game. But this one, because we're expected to win, is expected to be a blowout. We could, I can see us dropping it. I'm not saying I'm picking them to win, you know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying I'm picking the Colts to win, but these are the type of games where come Monday, we're like, what was that? Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe this year, you know, we, we get it together. Because absolutely, I, I just don't see anything that says we should lose that game. Uh, this should be another game that we're building off of from the previous two weeks, you know. Because um, even this last game, I, I think it it was it was much better offensively, but it, it definitely wasn't the best that they can do. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Hey, like offensively, they'll be very dangerous. It, you know, if and when they get John, Jonathan Taylor back, but Jonathan Taylor don't want to play for you, and it doesn't seem like. Uh, they want him to play for you either. Uh, but regardless, that's not happening this week. So uh, yeah. to, to your point, I think that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a big advocate of the get John Hall by the hell out of here uh, committee, you know, uh, fan group there. But I think that, um, you know, with, this isn't the same Ravens, right? You, you, you have wide receiver talent. You have guys who can make plays on offense. Uh, the veteran receiver that they signed in Nelson Aguilar can actually play still. Uh, Zay Flowers is everything that you know they, they expected him to be, right? Uh, I think Odell and Bateman, you know, they're they're a little slower to get going, but I think they'll they'll get it turned on. And obviously, you have Lamar Jackson; he's playing like Lamar Jackson, and they have Todd Monken, not Greg Roman, right? So, yeah, John Harbaugh doesn't do a great job of getting the Ravens prepared week to week, but they finally given Lamar the tools to where it shouldn't really matter that much. It shouldn't affect them uh, the way it has in the past. Uh, so yeah. I would still expect them to go out there and, and the offense to, to move and put up points just based off of the talent that they have out there. No, I, I agree. I, I agree. Um, you know, and I feel like Tom Munkin, I don't, you know, Tom Munkin is not G-Row. Tom Munkin has aspirations to, excel in the nfl right i think he wants to be a head coach and i think he's putting a lot of pressure on himself to make this work because i mean it's lamar jackson former mvp right uh one of the best quarterbacks in the league he's trying to really show out uh right now and he's trying a lot of different things out there you, you know and the things that don't work no problem we move on to the next thing you know um a missed throw here or there no problem we'll come back to that and it's working, right? It's starting to work, and the more that the team buys into it, and the more Lamar feels comfortable with it, I think this office is going to look really good. And that's got nothing to do with John Harbaugh. 
you know. Um, and even John Harbaugh, because like I said, this is this this is a lot of pressure on him. Okay, they just signed Lamar, right? You you had five years with him and you haven't won it all. History says, you know, five years with the coach and quarterback combination. If you don't win in, within those five years, you don't win it. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, he's outside of that five years now. This is his sixth year with Lamar. I think there's a lot of pressure for them to go far. There's a lot of pressure on Eric DaCosta to show that, you know, your picks, all these 70-some picks that you've made, not quite that many, but all these picks that you've made uh, are starting to pan out. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a different focus from that team overall. Uh, They should be locked in. But – I say this, I say this a lot, and you know, Harbaugh, you know, lets me down. So, what's up, Jerry Green? Thanks for coming through. What's up, Jerry? RTV, I see you in here as well, man. Thanks for coming through, Julian. I see you. We got seventy-seven people in here, man. Hit that like button, and if you're new, hit the subscribe button. I see, uh, I see, I got Eric L over on Facebook showing us some love. Salute to you. What's up, Eric? Yes, yes, and if you guys don't know. We do, um, you know, oh, we have a point system over here. If you're new, first, you want to hit the subscribe button. You get points for that. All right. Being active in the chat, that will also get you points. Okay. Uh, subscribing to our newsletter, which you can find on lbhtshow.com. That gets you an easy thousand points. And at a thousand points, you are eligible for our monthly drawing, which will get you a $25 Amazon gift card and the the grand prize, so to speak, the person with the most points at the end of the month will get our prize you know it's kind of we, we kind of let our, our our people choose what they want at some point we're gonna have some well, yeah uh, just as, as an example ferris got the giants bucket hat because he's a giants fan and i don't know uh handle <laughs> handle last month got a digital copy of god of war ragnarok uh because he hadn't played that yet uh it looks like Ferris actually won again this past month. He looks like he may be getting the Xbox uh, controller. We'll see. He hasn't really decided yet. Uh, but if you are interested in being in the mix for that $25 Amazon gift card, now is the time to head over there and join that uh, that newsletter because there are only six people eligible right now. So you have great odds of winning if you get over that 1,000-point uh, threshold. There you go. And there it's and actually it's only five right now because the top point getter isn't in it. Oh, there you go. So, and y'all are letting coach kind of kind of widen so, his lead over there. A thousand points is all you need. And if you want to check your points, uh, you see some people doing it in the chat. It's exclamation point points. Okay, and Streamlabs will tell you how many points you have. All right, so you need at least a thousand points to be a part of the drawing. Okay. Um. All right, coach, just stop messing up my chances. <laughs> I don't mess with your chances. You at number one, coach. Yeah. You ain't gonna be in the drawing for the gift card. You're just gonna get a gift. <laughs> right, get the your choice. Assuming it holds up. Like K. Wick, you're absolutely right. Seems like the injury bug gets the Ravens every year. Because yes, um, Justice Hill, uh, you know, is looking like he may not be able be available for Sunday's game, and I, I, I don't know when he got hurt. You know, and. They were talking about trading for Cam Makers, but I just saw Cam Makers uh, went to the Vikings. They ain't, yeah, uh, they ain't talking about nothing. They're talking about bringing somebody in who, who's not going to make any difference. They went Kenyon ahead Drake. Kenyon they're working Drake. on Kenyon Drake. They're, they're working no, they, on they signed Drake. Kenyon Drake. They signed him uh, to, oh, okay. the, to the practice squad. Yeah, they they weren't serious about making any kind of addition to that running back room. 
Like it's, that was a, that was a waste of time. These are the things that irritate me about this team, man. Like, I think J.K. Dobbins is a big loss. He's he's he has a different gear than Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, right? Those two I like, right? Um, and the way they played on Sunday, like like you said, B, you could see both of them going over seven hundred yards rushing. I could too, right? But J.K. Dobbins is, I think he's just a step up from those guys. And I don't know, not even trying to find any other viable options out there that could be closer to that. I don't know. But going straight to Kenyon Drake because he was on your team before and he's familiar with what you do. Eh. Yeah. He, he was solid for us. I, I'll give him that. He was he was pretty solid for us. He he was solid in a vacuum. Yes. Uh, if you if you compare him to what the other Ravens running backs have done with Lamar as a starting quarterback, he was very bad. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, but I think they but, only want him temporarily because they said yeah, it, gonna it's going to be is, yeah. They they have three running backs, you know, in in Edwards Hill and, and Melvin Gordon, and they just wanted an extra body. Uh, and and you know after not this week, but after next week, Keaton Mitchell is eligible to come off of IR. Uh, not sure how healthy he is. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it was a, a very serious injury that landed him on IR, so I would expect him to be back. But you know, we'll see. Um. But yeah, I, I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference for for this game. I I think personally that they they're going to win big against the Colts this week. Yeah, like I said, I just want to see more. You know, I mean, look, just keep building off the offense. I I I, I don't want to criticize too much, given the fact that we still have people out. But um, just just sharper passes from Lamar. Lamar finished the game uh pretty well. He got off to a slow start to miss some miss some 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 open passes early on some open players but he made up for it and this is what we've been talking about right other quarterbacks do the same thing they miss a guy it's not the end of the world because they're going to run that play back right they're going to have other opportunities in the past with Giro, you missed that play that was a huge blow because you're not going to get the opportunity again yeah tom monkey is doing things differently okay he sees a look okay it was there we're going to come back to it and hit this guy okay uh, Yolanda says she's hopeful Drake will work well under Monkin's system. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Rahib Ali says Melvin Gordon in the way. <laughs> yeah, you said you the rookie running backs. I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing Keaton Mitchell out there. Yeah, I mean, he's not available. So, I mean, oh, that's right. He's on IR, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll go over to. Okay, so obviously we're both picking the Ravens. We'll do score predictions during the uh, the week three predictions segment. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Christian, uh, what's going on? He says looking forward to our forecast of Fury versus Ganu. All right, we'll talk if you're still around for the uh, combat corner segment. Uh, bring it up and and we'll discuss it. I think it's a little uh, box entertainment going on, but we'll we'll discuss it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, on to the real topic of the day <laughs> Panthers versus Seahawks. Uh, for those of you who tuned in to Monday Night Football, uh, Panthers versus Saints, first off, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> I watched that as well. Did not enjoy, did not enjoy any of it. Uh, Carolina looks just horrid on offense, and they've played pretty well on defense considering the talent on defense, but. They, they lost Shaq Thompson for the year in this game, so he can't even be happy about that. Uh, so now, you know, J.C. Horn's out for a significant amount of time. Shaq Thompson's gone for the year. 
so you know they're 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 getting they're kind of chipping away on the on the defensive side at the talent there i don't think they're going to be able to sustain the level of play offensively they just look like they're a nightmare top to bottom really and now like ali says here uh it's kind of that that bryce young has some sort of an ankle injury don't know how serious that is uh but he missed practice today it was just a walkthrough i you know at this point i don't think there's any reason to believe that he'll he'll miss the game this weekend but you know it's something that that came up so it's got to be a, a at least a slight concern um Looking towards the Seahawks, I mean, Gino has been playing very well. Yeah, he's been playing well. He's, he's kind of kept that, that momentum going for that he had from last year. So that's nice to see. Um, I mean, except for this week, but they're not a, a you know they're an okay team. They're yeah, not yeah. one of the the better teams. I don't think that that we're looking at them like a lock for the playoffs or a contender or anything like that. Particularly because the defense over there in Seattle is not good, mm-hmm. uh, and. So I'm really hoping that Bryce Young is playing this week so that they can try to get the offense uh, into some sort of rhythm, see if they can put some points on the board, you know, even if they don't win the game, just get some some positive feeling on that on that offensive side of the ball because they haven't had any up to this point. The, you know, the run game has been okay. The run game has been all right. Uh, they haven't been able to utilize it as much as I'm sure they would like because they've been behind. Uh, the O-line has not performed well. Uh, the wide receivers are not getting separation, you know, uh, and then they are still banged up a bit at, at that position as well. Uh, Bryce Young, you know, he, he has moments where, you know, he, he's making good decisions. He's, he's hitting guys in, uh, in, in stride and passes are dropped. Uh, but he also has moments where he's not making good decisions, where he's holding on to the ball too long, where he's missing throws. So I mean, look, he he's a rookie, and you kind of expect that up and down, uh, but there's not enough up so far. Yeah, yeah, I, we both think he's going to play better. We mm-hmm. both do. Um, definitely, some stuff is on him, but you got to give him some time in that pocket, right? Or and in fact, I, I think he, I, I think there are places where he does have time, and he's not getting rid of the ball fast enough. Yeah. But again, man, like, what kind of plays are you drawing up where he's he has to? go through all these reads to try to find somebody and nobody's getting open. They need to be faster reads, you, you know, and, and screens or whatever, like do some of those things to get a rhythm going. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the problem again for Carolina is that they just, they don't really have the talent in the past game at this point. Like DJ Chark is not getting separation. Adam Thielen, not really getting separation. The only guy who is, is Hayden Hurst, and he's not a guy that you want having the ball in his hands a lot, you know, for for your offense. That that doesn't that doesn't equal success, mm-hmm. right? So you know, there's nobody that defenses are afraid of on Carolina's offense at this point. Um, so even when they do, you know, they've tried to run screens here and there, you know, wide receiver screens, things like that. They they're just they're getting they're getting sat on, you know, and and they'll catch the ball and they'll gain two or three yards, you know. Uh, Jonathan Mingo, you know, he, he's gotten open a couple of times, dropped the ball, you know, it's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's just not, again, like it's just not clicking. It's not clicking up to this point. Um, I was talking about Jonathan Mingo, the guy that you told me was going to be a star who has not I think they're up, talking about Hayden Hurst. Has not shown up yet. I ain't talking so about Hayden Hurst. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> That's, oh, you're talking about Hayden Hurst. 
the guy who had 20 yards receiving last game. Your best receiver? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Alaska Um, man, what's up? Akeem, I see you, man. He says they should have never let DJ Moore go. Would have helped Bryce big time. Bryce wouldn't have been here. Well, uh, I I don't even even know that that's true. Uh, Scott Fitterer. Jesus Christ, man, he gets he gets killed in trades. Well, that was a fear, I should say. The fear was that Bryce wouldn't have been there for yeah. the pick if they the, didn't give up DJ. Moore. The, the the thought was that Houston preferred CJ Stroud anyway. Uh, yeah, that, that's who they were going to take, right? And so they didn't need to get to one, uh, and they just they wanted to get to one. They were desperate to get their guy, and I mean Chicago Chicago took everything they could take from him. Um. You know, they, they he got beat in that trade. He got beat in the Sam Donald trade. He got beat in the C.J. Henderson trade. Like it, 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 it is what it is. Uh, so, okay. but they did a poor, they did a poor job of. Uh, you know, they haven't gotten enough of a playmaker to replace D.J. Moore at this point. But I mean, it's it's difficult to replace D.J. Moore. So, uh, all right, yeah, okay, a, a couple of things. One, we said at the time that. You know, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, you can't go wrong with any of those three, mm-hmm. right? Now, granted, you know, when you're when, when you're an organization, you're a coach, and you're going through all these tapes and you're scouting these players, you have, you have your favorites, okay? Mm-hmm. But to let Chicago pressure you like that, like, nah, like, like you said, you, you know, all right, we don't we don't move up to one, we move up to three or whatever, and we get you know if Bryce Young goes before that, then goes before that, but we'll get CJ Stroud or at worst we'll get Anthony Richardson, and we'll still be fine, right? But you'd be a much better team if you had DJ Moore on that team, right? Um, the other thing uh, I want to bring up because I can already start to see people talk about this. Um, because you and I talk about all the time how they should have drafted fields to begin mm-hmm. with, and they wouldn't have been in a situation where they had to just, you know, trade off Christian McCaffrey, trade off DJ Moore. You know, they would have had a good team in front of them. But obviously, Fields isn't playing well right now, and there's question if, uh, about whether or not he's going to be on the team next year. Do you think the Raven or the uh, Panthers dodged a bullet by not drafting? fields or do you think hey people are speaking too soon on on his demise regardless we're going to talk about fields a little later uh we got a couple questions on fields okay okay too too far into fields himself but regardless of whether he can play or not they didn't dodge a bullet because they have given up a future first round pick and used a first round pick on on bryce young now right Mm -hmm. they traded a second a fourth and a sixth for sam darnold they used a third to get matt corral you know, they, they traded. I don't even remember what it was they traded for Baker Mayfield. Granted, it wasn't a lot, but they used a lot of draft capital to make up for not taking him. And it wasn't even just Fields. You know, at the time I said, okay, if you don't like Fields, take Rashawn Slater. And then you don't, you know, you're not drafted next year and you don't have the question at left tackle at this point. Um, but let's just say that they took Fields and he's a bust. Let's say he can't, he never, he never gets it. Not that Chicago's ruining him because that's a great organization that churns out fantastic quarterbacks, as we know. Uh, just off the top of my head, I can name zero of them. But <laughs> um, let's just say it's it's Justin himself. And in like, in, in, that was, what, three years ago? 
they would have been in the same position that Chicago was in and could have just drafted their next quarterback without having to trade up. Yeah. that That's the thing. If he was a bust, okay, we got it wrong. We'll take another one. And this time it'll be Bryce Young. It'll be Richardson. It'll be Stroud, whoever. But you're not giving up a future first-round pick and your number one wide receiver to get yourself in position to do that. Even if you weren't the worst team in the league, you're not ninth and trading up from nine to one. Right. So they didn't dodge a bullet there. It was it was a I mean, like it's not JC Horn's fault. JC Horn didn't pick himself, but it was a terrible pick. And and it's not even just Fields, it's not just Rashawn Slater. It could have taken uh Devontae Smith, they could have taken Micah Parsons, like they could have taken Pat Sertan. They they could have taken a lot of better players at that spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh Coach says Fields with CMC and DJ Moore would have been straight, I think. I mean, he has DJ Moore now. You know, uh, but he doesn't have Chris McCaffrey. He, he has DJ Moore after a couple of years of, of being, you know, exposed to that that Chicago Bears environment, and and this is the one position that I believe in the NFL that you're coaching. I mean, I don't want to say that it doesn't matter everywhere else, but this is where it really matters, right? Like we've heard from from many former players that the coaches in the NFL they are not there to develop you, right? They they teach you what they want you to do in your role on that team, not just trying to make you a better player. Yeah. For quarterbacks, they're trying to develop them into being better players, and he's gotten terrible coaching in Chicago. Yeah, um, I, I brought it up, I think, on Monday, um, or maybe it was on Coach. Yeah, yeah, Monday, that there was a – somebody put a clip out of, of the last uh, Bears game against the Bucks, where they ran the same play three times in a row, unsuccessfully every time. I think there's like a holding on one. You know, they got tackled on the second one. And then the third time, he threw an interception. They ran the same as that play, didn't change anything up. You know, one of the, uh, I think it was Levante David, one of the defenders, it was just like, yeah, they literally ran the same play. We knew exactly what was coming. Right. I mean, that's coaching. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's coaching. And that's where somebody should be getting fired. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and like you can look at Justin Fields' play and see that he has the ability. Yeah, uh, and so it's a, it's been, and it, and look, I'm not saying it's 100 percent on coaching. Obviously, some of it is him, but it's been a failure to develop him. Uh, yeah. But that's their problem. Uh, our problem is we traded the number one receiver to get the quarterback, and now the quarterback doesn't have anybody to throw to. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the thing. Like you need to have some level of talent but man it's it's they didn't do a good enough job acquiring some in the offseason i understand you had to give up a lot to get bryce young but you had to do something man so so when the off when the offseason is here and you see guys out there that you don't have to give up anything for like hopkins mm-hmm. like dalvin cook Right, those type of players. Like Odell, go ahead and say it. Like, like Odell, he's ours. Okay, you can't have him. He's ours. But, but no, like those are the type of players you should have been pressing hard to get, right? And I just didn't see them in on on any of those guys. No. By the way, I also want to add that you know the Panthers also instead of trading all that stuff, they could have just signed Lamar Jackson too. But you know, whatever. Yeah, they could have, and they should have. Um, and also, instead of drafting DJ Johnson, they could have drafted another receiver or a tight end, but whatever. Malibu instead says, of, instead Higgins of trading for... up to draft DJ Johnson, who doesn't even play. T. Higgins for that second-round pick. Who says no? Do you have a second-round pick? Yeah. Uh, I, I think they say no to that. I think somebody will beat that. I, I think you know, I think it's it's going to be a second-plus 
know, day three picks, right? Uh, because he he's going to want a massive contract. They can make it happen. I'm not saying they can't make it happen, but yeah, you know, yeah, it's going to they're going to need more than that second round pick, I think. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be a second plus some, some, you know, probably you know, fourth through through sixth round picks or whatever. Uh, but they're not going to the way it's looking right now. They're not going to get a higher second round pick than Carolina's. Okay, so call them up and make it happen. All right. So for the Seahawks, uh, is it uh, is it is it at Seattle? Uh, I believe it is. That's tough. That's tough. And we don't know what Bryce Young is going to do yet. I'm gonna go Seattle in this game. All right, I, I'm gonna give my score prediction. Uh, I, I'm jinxing them. I picked them two weeks in a row. They should have won that game on Monday, by the way. Chris Olave, yeah, that that catch was amazing. Look, I mean, I I'm, I won't say they should have won the game. Like they they're just they're not playing well. You know, it, it is what it is, but. It's annoying having the games be somewhat close uh, and, and, and losing and still yeah. looking bad. So, yeah. cool. Oh, did you see that video of Derrick Brown trying to fight? Uh, I did. Slant Boy? I did. I did indeed. Michael, T- Michael Thomas? Followed, followed him back to the locker room. What was that about? Did anybody speak on that? Uh, he, it was like him, him doing some dance or celebration or whatever. I, I don't know. It was stupid. Like, don't follow people back to the locker room. And I saw people praising, oh yeah, you can't let them, you know, act however in your in your in your in your stadium. Yeah, do that while you're playing. Yeah, stop them while you're playing the game. I don't care what kind of dance he does off the, you know, walking off the field and going back to the to the locker room. Hold on, Malik B. You never heard that term. You, you never heard him. Uh, you, you never. That's his name, Slant Boy. We we didn't call him. Slant we Boy. we didn't call him that. That was uh, was it? Malcolm Jenkins called him Slant Boy and got punched in the face for it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, but that's, as that's, as as you can see, Slant Boy won. So <laughs> <laughs> no matter how hard he hit Malcolm, that that stuck. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I hate to see that. Uh, I, I I hate to see players get beat. You know, not have great games, and then you want to you want to be all riled up afterwards. Not now, you have the energy. Yeah, like, <laughs> come on, man. Coach called him slant man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he ran a slant really well. I don't know why he was so upset. Right. Um, and they right. said it wasn't even necessarily like an a, a insult, but it's just that it got under his skin so much they just kept calling him that. <laughs> 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 Um, okay. All right. So again, we'll give our score predictions in the prediction um segment of the show. Yeah. All right. What are we moving on to now? We moving didn't talk on. about Nick Chubb, did we? No, that's what's next. Nick oh, Chubb yeah. out for the year. All right. Um, yeah, it was a it was a particularly gruesome play. Um Nick Chubb was running the ball. He had I don't remember who the, the linebacker was who, who was kind of on his back. Uh, but Minka Fitzpatrick dove low, uh, and Minka, or, uh, Nick Chubb's leg was planted. He hit his just below his knee, and he, uh, you know, his leg didn't have anywhere to go. And he tore three ligaments and I believe dislocated his knee, uh, which is essentially the same injury he had in college uh, to the same knee, uh, to that left knee. So it's it's going to be an extremely tough road back. For, for Nick Chubb. You hate to see that happen. You know, arguably the best running back in the league. 
Um, but it was, it was, yeah, very, very unfortunate. Yeah. Salute to Marco G for the donation. Appreciate it. It says, if the Panthers start 0-3 or 0-4, do you want them to tank for Marvin Harrison Jr.? They can't tank for Marvin Harrison Jr. They don't have a first-round pick. Yeah, they have because to. Because their GM cannot win trades. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate, but they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to fight hard all year. You know, doesn't matter. It, you know, doesn't matter how bad it looks. They're gonna have to. They got to fight. You know, every game. So, um, yeah. Uh, Malik B says, Malik B says, get well soon, Chubb. I'm cooked in my fantasy league. I had him in one of my fantasy league too, uh, as as well. But listen, it, man, I feel bad for him, man. Yeah. Right? Because because running backs now, I mean, it's it's very obvious that you know teams are just marking down the prices on them you know mm-hmm. um are they starting to phase them out i don't think they're gonna be phased out in the next five years or anything like that but they just don't want to pay running backs anymore they use them they love using them they don't want to pay them well even that they're they're, they're not used as much as they used to be not uh, individually but they're yeah. still used right like i think i think look the ravens still run the ball more than they pass Right, but they just don't use an individual running back for that. Well, yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're not the running backs aren't getting the the workload that they used to get. No, no, no. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like they don't. Why? When I say they don't necessarily want to phase out running backs, I mean you know like they still teams still love to run the ball. Running backs are going to get used. More running backs will get used, but those feature backs, yes, they are definitely trying to phase out the feature backs to an extent. Right. Yeah. And uh, thankfully for Nick Chubb, he already got paid. Yes. Yeah, uh, he got paid. You know, McCaffrey got paid. But right, you know, he did. Saquon. Listen, y'all, y'all, y'all can laugh at Carolina all you want, but Carolina is the only ones keeping that running mark, running back market alive. I listen, and I think Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers are in a happy spot right now. Yeah. He's got his money. He's happy. He's playing really well. They're happy. Right, um, it's it's working for them. But that's a rare, rare situation. To be fair, it's rare because they found a quarterback who got drafted in the seventh round, and they're not yeah. paying him anything. Yes, and most most teams aren't in that spot. True, that's true. Yeah, you know, so they're they're paying a star wide receiver, a star tight end, a star running back. They're paying their guys on defense, and they don't have to worry about you know Brock Purdy. Coming in at forty five mil a year, you know that's true. Um, the Cleveland Browns do, but they still need a Chubb like really bad because the the quarterback that they gave all the money to one hundred percent guaranteed looks awful. It does, and and it, it it listen. I don't have any explanation for it. It has to be the Browns. It just has <laughs> to be. It has to be. I don't. I'm not really. I don't believe in in supernatural things. It has to be a curse. It's like it's like basketball with the 76ers. How do you have two number one overall picks forget how to play basketball? Showcase it's, says it's miss you. What's up, Showcase says miss y'all. Hope all is well. Thank well you. Welcome Thank back. You. Where have you been? <laughs> all is well. Hope all is well with you. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for checking in. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, listen. Uh, Deshaun Watson. There is no way out of this situation for the Browns. No way out. He doesn't have to give back any money, right? The the worst he could have done, he did it before you signed him, right? 
<laughs> and and the, only, the only thing I can think of, and I said this uh, to, to Suge on Steel Conspiracy, is that he is, and I, I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to use the word depressed in, in that, like, he has mental health issues, but, like, he took such a huge hit to his public image it's that he just, that he just doesn't really care. Like, and, yeah. and he's just like, man, whatever. And he's just kind of going through the motions and he's, and he's not, you know, maybe lost the, the love for the game because of, you know, the fall, the public fall he took. It, it, I don't it, know if that's it, but damn, man, it's gotta, it's gotta be something. I mean, listen, I'm no body language expert, right? But he seemed pretty happy when he scored a touchdown. Okay. He seemed pretty frustrated when, you know, plays didn't develop. I, I, I mean, he looks like he's still trying to compete out there. Sure. Listen, Joel Embiid tries to compete when he's on the court too. He don't care when he's off the court. That's true. Like we don't know what Deshaun's That's... doing at home. Yeah, but Joel Embiid's issues aren't performance issues. They're they're staying in no. shape. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like he doesn't care when he's off the court. He doesn't care enough to put in the work to make the not an issue. Uh, like he 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 gets fatigued every year, you know, uh, and he gets those nagging injuries every year because he's out of shape. But he doesn't care enough to be in shape. Is what I'm saying. So it could be you know Deshaun cares when he's out there because you're playing and you can't play half speed. You, you can't do that. Uh, yeah. But then he goes home and then he's like, you know. Going to the movies tonight. I don't know. I mean, what? I'm not. I'm not studying the playbook. I'm not working out. You know, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Marco G says, "Did you see Watson meditating with his eyes closed on the sideline? I wonder what he was thinking about. He was thinking, thank God, I have Nick Chubb.' And then he's like, why is everybody so quiet?'" <laughs> 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 that's messed up that's so messed up <laughs> he opened his eyes and said oh no uh, so they did resign Kareem Hunt yeah Kareem Hunt pulled one of these Shark Tank one of those one of those, one of those uh, 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 Mr. Wonderful sat back all roads lead back to Mr. Wonderful okay yeah. he's gonna make up to four million dollars on that deal okay Listen, so, my man ain't getting anywhere near four million dollars because he is not going to play. What's his base? He'll get a million. Yeah, he's, he's gonna play. He's not gonna play. He'll be he'll be active. He's not gonna yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. Well, that dude, I mean, he he is washed. At least he got a job. Who's that backup? Jerome something. Jerome Ford and Pierre Strong. Ford played pretty well uh, coming in for for Chubb. Yeah, they. I, listen, it's too early to overreact to anything. It's only week two. But the Browns are cooked. <laughs> yeah, look, well, we we don't know that. No, okay? no, no. And we're not going to say that because we also have another question about the Browns. Uh, okay. So we're going to okay. move on from that topic right now. Uh, next up, you know, you know, let's just, yeah, we might as well just sub, uh, segue into the submitted question. Okay, before, be, before we get to submitted questions, all right. Um, we still got okay. We still got a good amount of people in here. Almost sixty people in here. Uh, hit that like button. Hit the like button if you haven't already. If you're new, hit the subscribe button. All right. Um, and if you're really enjoying our content and you want to support the show even more, like like other people have been supporting the show, a couple ways here. Right below B, dollar sign LBHT show. That is the cash app. Also, the pin link that you see in the chat box will take you to our stream elements page. This is how we do our super chat over here. Okay, so I know some of you guys might be wondering where's the super chat? It's not enabled. It is. It's right there on the screen, and it's it's the pin link. Okay, both ways. 
leave your donation, leave your comment, and you get that nice little animation right around here. Okay. Microphone man will give you the, the raised fist, okay, to salute you for your donation. And we'll read it on air as well. All right. Also, patreon.com slash LBHT show. All right. That is where you can find the overtime show. And we have a lot of fun on the overtime show. We discuss topics that we don't get to on the main show. And what is tonight's topic? Our guy, Stephen A. Smith, beefing with T.O., beefing with Max Kellerman. Who is on crack? Who is on crack? <laughs> we'll be discussing. We'll be discussing that in the overtime show. Um, I don't. I don't really like discussing these things too much. But this this whole thing is, is ridiculous. I'm not a Stephen A. Smith fan, but this thing has blown up, and I have a lot of I have a lot of strong opinions about Stephen A. Smith that I want to get off my chest. Um, so we will discuss that on the overtime show. That'll be a lot of fun. Patreon.com slash LBHT show is where you can find that show. All right. Yes. All right. Submitted questions time. Submitted questions. We got a couple questions here. Uh, a couple Justin Fields related questions. We're going to start off with I got Felipe Moreno. Who says, do you guys think that the Bears will draft a quarterback this season? No. No, they won't draft the quarterback this season. We don't think Justin Fields is as bad as he's playing right now. Um, they may not make the playoffs. They may not have a great season overall, but they're going to win more than enough games, I think, to take them out of that, you know, that that QB class. I know there's a lot of QBs coming out of the class, but I think it, they'll, they'll win enough and he'll perform well enough to where it's not really in question. I disagree. I think that they do draft a quarterback this season. Uh, I agree that Justin Fields uh, can be a good starter, but it's not working in Chicago right now, and and I don't think that they have the coaching staff to make it work. Uh, So I'm going to say, because I'm not sure how many games they're going to win. You know, before the season, I thought that they would challenge for that division. They don't look like that team right now. Uh, But, you know, you have uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Penix, Shadour, uh, and and whoever else kind of throws their hat in the ring, right? So there there are a number of quarterbacks coming out. I don't think they'll be totally out of range of those guys, but you are also forgetting they have Carolina's first round pick. So I think what they'll try to do, depending on how how these teams finish up, is they'll try to grab they'll try to do what the Cardinals uh, are are trying to do and grab a quarterback and Marvin Harrison. Mm. And have you know, and give their new quarterback, whoever it is, Harrison and DJ Moore to throw to. Okay. Uh, but we'll see. You know that, like I guess, it depends on how uh, the Panthers and the Bears finish up this season and where those picks fall. But I think that they are going to end up drafting a new quarterback. This isn't the regime that drafted Justin Fields. I don't, you know, I don't think that they're really tied to him. I think that those coaches are going to want to, you know kind of distance themselves from fields and, and buy themselves a little more time. Uh, not their defense coordinator though, because he quit today. Uh, not sure why he said he, he needs to go home and be a family man, which means it's anything but that. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, but I think they end up actually, you know, trying to move on from Justin after okay. the season. All right. What's next? Next question 
from Jeremy. Are the Browns done after the Chubb injury? I saw they re-signed Kareem Hunt, but I think, but I still can't see them making it to the playoffs. Yeah, I think they're done. I think there are very few teams that lean on a single quarterback's or or a single running back's production, Uh, but they're one of those teams. And I know they have more talent than that. They have a very good defense, Mm -hmm. right? They have Amari Cooper, but Deshaun Watson has not played to the level that we we thought he would play. If if he was even close to that person, we would say you know they'd be fine. But they clearly were leaning on Nick Chubb, um, and him going down hurts a lot. And even even with him healthy, they weren't looking great. So yeah, I I think that that tanks their chances of of making the playoffs. And if they don't make the playoffs, because Nick, Nick Chubb can't be the reason why they don't make it. Yeah. Right. If they don't make the playoffs, they are in an awful position because like we said, you can't get rid of Deshaun Watson. His contract is rock solid, 100% guaranteed. You just have to find a way to make it work. This is what gets coaches fired. Right. Stefanski could be out of here yeah. at the end of the year. Cause you're just gonna have to find It's the same thing with Russell Wilson. Right. Mm-hmm. They, his contract was too big. For, for them just to move on, yeah, they're like, well, we got to fail. Yeah, too big to fail. So we've got to find somebody that hopefully can can get it turned around for them. So, yes, I think they're done. And I think this could be it for Stefanski. I don't think Stefanski is a bad coach, but this, this could get him out. Yeah, I, I think they're done. Uh, I think they were done before the injury, too. They're, <laughs> they're not. Uh, they're not going to win. They're not going to be in the mix for the division, and they're not going to have a good enough record to, to be in the mix for a, a wild card. I don't think uh, the AFC is too good for them. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think that, that Stefanski probably does get fired because, like you said, you can't fire the quarterback, and he doesn't look like his his play is turning around. So they have to get somebody in there to turn him around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they're done, and I think I agree that Stefanski will be out. Number three, going back to Chicago, uh, from my guy Marco G. Thank you very much. Do you think the Bears should hit up Giro and see if he can jumpstart their offense for at least one season, considering Fields is a mobile quarterback? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> stay far away. Stay far away from. Look, they already they already did the whole. You know, we're gonna run him to get a thousand yard type of thing. Um, listen. Giro has no place in the NFL, right? Um, yes, he can take talented uh, quarterbacks, you know, that can run and 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 do a couple of things with them, but nothing nothing spectacular. I don't think, and and because he's he he's employed for too long, I think everybody knows if he went to another team, if he went to to the Bears, he would run the exact same playbook. You don't think he's going to do anything different, do you? When I say run the exact same playbook, I mean they're gonna be like, "Damn, this is the exact same playbook that he had with the Ravens. He didn't change anything." Like that's that's the type of offense he's gonna run. So that'll be way too predictable at this point. Um, he's not an NFL coach. He's just not 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 coordinator. I should say. I mean, maybe he can coach a position or whatever, but he's not an NFL caliber coordinator. He doesn't belong in the league. Get a real coach for Justin Fields. Yeah, I, I agree. His. Uh... The problem is, like, like you said, Greg Roman is not a guy who's going to develop your quarterback. Like, that's not what he does. 
He takes guys who can run and he kind of designs his offense around that and, and tries to make that a threat that the defense can't account for. Uh, <clears throat> that's not where you're at with Justin Fields. Like you said, he ran for 11 or 1200 yards last year yeah. and he was, he was showing, you know, some improvement there, but they made their mistake when they hired Eberflus to be their head coach. You, know, you get the defensive minded guy in there instead of going all in on developing Justin Fields. And, you know, like I said, at this point, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's to get yeah. a CDL. <laughs> anyway, I, at this point, I don't I don't know, you know, what they, they could do this year to try and salvage things, but I don't think that that coaching staff is really going to try. I think that they're going to make the argument that, hey, this wasn't our quarterback. We need to get somebody else in here. And I don't think they're going to be worried about developing Justin Fields or, or you know, his his well-being moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that it? That is it for the submitted questions. Yes. Okay. Now, like we said before, you know, uh, your participation gets you points on this channel. Okay. That's another way you can get points. Submit your questions. We post uh, in the community tab. You know, you can put, po- you can post your questions there. You can also just hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or even TikTok. You can, you can send us a DM on, on TikTok, I believe. So any of those places at LBHT show. Okay. It's all the same right below, right below there. Okay. All those places, the same tag um, at LBHT show, or you can email us LBHT show at gmail.com. However you want to get your, your, your question into us, you submit it to us. You pick your question, read it on air. You get how many points? Uh, 200 points for submitted questions. 200 points. Easy. So there's all kinds of ways to get points. Um, and you know donations will, will get you points faster as well okay um all right so what are we doing next are we doing next up we've got how are the lakers gonna win the title in 2023 2024 oh, here we go uh buddy healed and the indiana pacers are working together uh to find a trade partner because why he want to stick around in indiana um uh, this like you said before they've been talking about buddy Heald to the lakers for a couple years and the Lakers uh, have just never pulled the trigger on it. Before it was Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, and they were just going to take Russell Westbrook. And how you didn't immediately say yes to that, I will never know. But here we are again. Um, I'm not sure what they're thinking that they'll they'll give up at this point. I mean, I know they still have draft picks to trade, but they'll have to add some some salary in there as well uh, to to try and make that 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 move work. So I don't know how uh, feasible it is that he ends up in L.A., but he is going to be on the move, it looks like. Yeah, uh, I, I love that term. I, I love when, when when you hear in the NBA the most, you know, the team is working with the player to find a trade, <laughs> to try to train partner, right? The player said, get me out of here. Yeah. And they're like, well, but you have a contract. I don't care about the contract. I'm not playing here anymore. <laughs> and and they, look at, they look at the GM and said, yeah, I'm going to take it with me. Uh, <laughs> you need to get me out of here. <laughs> um, I don't know, like what what kind of trade will work for? I, I don't, I don't think the Lakers are really going to be in on it, but they should. Yeah, I, I would doubt that they're they're seriously in. Um, but they 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 desperately need three point shooting. Uh, they they signed Vincent from from Miami. Look at look at the disrespect in the chat here. We're talking about the Lakers right now. We got Go Suns. We got Go Wizards. 
We got go Bucks. Wow. Listen, I can't I can't even blame them. I like I told Suge as well. Listen, uh winning time got canceled this week after it two seasons. It got canceled. And I'm like, Celtics fans wouldn't have let a a show about Boston get canceled. Where where were where were the Laker fans? Mm. Nowhere to be found. So I mean it is what it is. Yeah. Uh yeah. the Lakers need reliable three-point shooting. They went out and they signed Gabe Vincent from Miami, who is not a reliable three-point shooter. Uh, you know, they signed, they, they brought in uh, a couple other, a couple wing players who are not reliable three-point shooters. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if they, if they can, they need to get it. They they signed Christian Wood for next to nothing, but I, I think they, he's not a, a three-point shooter either. They, they need to get somebody who, when you pass them the ball and they're open, you expect the shot to go in. You know, you don't. They don't really have guys like that. Like D'Angelo Russell's not a reliable three-point shooter. You know, Austin Reeves is not a reliable three-point shooter. I don't know where LeBron left his three-point shot, but maybe maybe D'Lo for D'Lo for Buddy Hield. D'Lo for Buddy Buddy Hield time. I, they 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 could, I suppose. I I don't know how confident they are in Hood Shafino. Uh, playing the point, I don't know if they want to run Gabe Vincent out there that that much to be the point guard. Like we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, but you know, when you have LeBron, he he's and run the offense uh, while he's out there anyway. So I mean, yeah. they they could, um, but we'll see. I, I'm not I'm not sure that they are really going to be in. I think they're probably happy where their roster's at right now. Saul is such a hater. Okay. I mean, well, you're a Knicks fan. I don't have to say the hater part. You're such a Knicks fan. Uh, <laughs> he says, I know the Pacers are going to be better than the Nets. You can book it. They have Obi Toppin now. <laughs> uh, my Nets no. are going to be just fine. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> all right. All right. Anything else to add to that? No. I, I agree, I'm Will G. Go. It's Rui time. Rui needs a bigger role. <laughs> Rui can't shoot threes either. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's cool. I like Rui, too. Uh, <laughs> we're going to move on to the combat. Somebody, it's been it's been four years. You can't find anybody who can shoot threes. That's what everyone does. That's all anybody practices. You can't find anybody who can shoot threes for you? Whatever. I'm, I'm sorry. It's, no. Combat we're, we're corner time. About, we're talking about boxing now. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. So, um Last time, and it was it was our last stream on Ring Kings podcast. Coincidentally, you know, we're, we're not, not like that. I mean, there's no. going to be another one. It was just yes. the, the last time that we did stream. Yes, yes. Um, our guy Errol Spence, who we we heavy heavily favored in this fight against Bud Crawford, uh, got the brakes beaten off of him. All right, sure did. Crawford was on another level. We didn't. We we slept on him. Our bad. Our bad. All right. Well, and that's why I'm not a, a boxing trainer. Uh, like our nephew, because he he did what I said he should do, and man took the beating of his life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he did, he did. So, um, the being a true warrior, Errol Spence is. He says, "Let's run him back." He activated the rematch clause. All right, but this time he wants to fight at 156 pounds. Right, they fought at 147 pounds previously, and it was hard for him to make the weight. And listen. Everybody's talking. Let's just just put it out there. Everybody's talking around this, right? Errol Spence did not look like himself. We all believe he was just too drained. Um, He's going, he's falling down from jabs, you know, uh, eyes all puffy. You know, he looked 
he he just looked like he was out of it from the jump. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us feel at 156 pounds, he'll be a lot different and the fight will look a lot different. Right. Now, can't take anything away from Crawford. You show up to the to the ring, and you gotta be prepared, right? And he took advantage of it and he looked excellent. He he fought a perfect fight. Yeah. I, I said at the time, that's probably the easiest, easiest fight of his career. Okay. So even at 156, I was still favorite Crawford. Well, did they, did they, they said he wants to like, catch weight at 156 or 154? I'm sorry, that's a 156? Yeah. 154. 154. That's um that, that's junior uh, middleweight. Junior middleweight. Yes. One 154 pounds. Um, but here's the thing. Crawford doesn't uh, Bud Crawford does not want that fight. So he's forcing Errol Spence to take the fight at 147. So the rematch clause were like this. The loser gets to activate the rematch clause. The winner gets to decide what weight class that they fight in. So Bud Crawford won, and he's choosing 147. And, you know, I don't really respect that, right? I, I respect the fact that he does get to choose, but he's already talked about moving up past 154 to go fight Canelo, right? So weight isn't an issue for you. You just don't want to do that fight with Errol Spence. You're giving him a hard time about it. Because you think the biggest fight for you now is Canelo. But Errol Spence just gave you your biggest fight. He made you the most money that you've ever seen. And he didn't have to do that for you. Right? So just honor the rematch clause. You 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 said it already that you would you would fight him at 154. Fight him at 154. Don't 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 force him to, to weight drain or or not take the fight. That's what you're trying to get him to do. Say, oh well, I can't make 147 anymore. I can't, I can't do the fight. But Errol Spence is a warrior. He'll he'll accept it at one forty seven if he has to to get back in the ring with you. Yeah, look, I I disagree. Look, you're not out there. This is these this is a brutal brutal sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's and even if it wasn't, it's competition, right? You don't give him any concessions. Like yeah, he 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 could move up to one fifty four and fight him. And it will probably it will be a better fight for Arrow. It will be a better fight for the fans. It'd be a worse fight for Bud, so, potentially. Uh, I, I would but, agree. Yeah. I would agree. I don't think he looks at it as it's going to be a harder fight for me. He just doesn't want Arrow Spence to take the fight, which is That's, fine. Which is fine. But regardless, it's going to be a more difficult fight for Arrow at one forty seven. And if you're comfortable making one forty seven, and you know he's not. Of course, you're gonna say 147 because yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna give him any any sort of advantage, uh, or, or, or you know take away that 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 negative for him. You know, yeah, you yeah. know it's gonna be extremely difficult for him to get down to 147 again. You're gonna make him get down to 147 again. From from a competition standpoint, I agree with you, right? We have we I get to to choose the weight class. I'm at an advantage at this weight class. That's what I'm gonna go with. Got no problem with that. But the word is he's only doing that because he knows Errol Spence can't make 147 anymore and he won't accept the fight. He, he he won't do the fight if it's at 147 because he doesn't want him to accept the fight. He wants to go do other things. So on a business standpoint, I don't I don't respect that. Right. I, I think it is what it is, right? Like if he he knew before he signed that fight that he was having trouble making 147. 
why would you leave it in there that a, a rematch could potentially be a 147? Like it's not it's not Crawford's responsibility, right? Uh, the reality is the reality is there you didn't earn a rematch in that fight, right? Like he beat you so bad that you don't really deserve to be in the ring with him again. But that's the contract uh, they signed. No, I no, but the but the contract they signed also says I get to pick the weight, and yeah. he's gonna he's gonna pick the weight that's tougher for Errol. So I mean it it is what it is. Um, you know, I, I think that if that's what he really wants, if he says, Hey, I want you to not take this fight so I can go go up and fight Canelo, then then just say, Hey, you know what, go do that. Cause he won't beat Canelo. He'll come back down looking looking for another money fight and you can you can fight him then at one fifty four or whatever. Uh or you can just move on to one fifty four, take some other fights. And and go about your business. Well, uh, I, I was I, I'd say this: he's not going to fight Canelo. Canelo has um, he has a, a a fight coming up with with Jamel Charlo. Mm-hmm. We don't know we don't know who's going to win that fight. I'm picking Jamel. That's not a, that's nowhere near a lock, right? Yeah. But if Jamel wins, there's going to be a rematch, mm-hmm. most definitely. If if Jamel loses, he's not going to take Bud Crawford next. Bud Crawford isn't the biggest fight for him. He'll go and rematch Bevo, who he's been trying to do a rematch with, right? Um, Benavidez might be even a, a bigger name. I mean, Crawford's popularity has gone up a little bit, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, Benavidez, you know, two Mexican fighters, you know, that's 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 big money. And ben, Benavidez has a big, big fight coming up in November against Demetrius Andrade. Yeah. So he'll, he'll have, you know, assuming he wins, if he wins, he'll have an even bigger name at that yeah. point. Um, Should think no, Charles yeah. going to get smoked. He ain't going to get smoked. <laughs> I, wouldn't, get, I wouldn't say that. Sure. He ain't going to get smoked. That. He might lose the fight. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think Canelo's declining, but obviously he was a great fighter, but <laughs> Charlo is not going to get smoked. Yeah. But look, we've been wrong before. So, you know, um, but yes, if I'm Errol Spence, I would call his buff and be like, all right, fine. You, you, Charlo said he's not going to fight you right now. He's not thinking about you. Canelo obviously ain't thinking about you. So then, if those two aren't there for you, who who's who else do you have that you can make uh, a big big fight with? Boots Ennis. He doesn't want to fight Boots Ennis fight either, right? Right. So, and, and that's not a, and that's not a huge fight in terms of the the money. Uh, so yeah, no, it, it it makes sense for him to to just have the rematch with Arrow. Yep. That's the best possible fight for him. As I said, that it makes sense for him to force him down to one forty seven. Now. I, I will say this. I will say this. Um, if we're talking strictly the the purse and you know how many how many pay per views you sell, it might be better for you to accept one fifty four, because yes, if fans are like, oh, well, you're fighting him again at one forty seven, he can't make one forty seven. It's going to go exactly the same way. Why why should I buy that? Yeah. Now, if you say, hey, I'll fight you at one fifty four. And then you can really sell the narrative the entire time leading up to it that, hey, he just couldn't make that weight last time. It's going to be a much different fight. You know, he's going to be much bigger, much stronger, and, and he's not going to get knocked down by jabs. Then right. then you've got more interest, I think. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what he does. I think, you know, like, yes, it's it's Bud's choice. You know, I, I think the best thing for ever to do is call his bluff and black man. Go ahead then, you know. Uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll rip, up this, rip up this contract. I'm not going to fight you at 147, and you know, fight David Avenesian again. I guess you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go I'll go and, and and move up to 154, and you know, when you come back because you want to do another fight because you can't make another fight, 
I'm going to make it tough on you, right? I'm going to make some concessions uh, on my end now that I'm, I'm going to make some ridiculous uh, demands that you're going to have to uh, comply with because people are still going to come watch me fight. You know, let's, you know, look, Crawford, better fighter, um, doesn't sell. Yeah. You know, that's that. And that's what's always going to hurt him is that the numbers are crystal clear that he doesn't sell fights. Mm-hmm. So whoever he's trying to make a big fight with, they're going to be like, doesn't matter if you're better or not. Doesn't matter if you have the belts. Uh, I'm a draw. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and uh, so subscribe to Ring King's podcast if you're not already subscribed. You will get a lot more talk like this. If you enjoyed this segment, go over to Ring King's podcast right here. Let me take this off the screen so you can see it. Ring King's podcast, we do the show with our guy, OTR Mike. All right. Um, you saw him in chat earlier. Speaking of OTR Mike, he also has a podcast. Hasn't put out an episode in a while. Look, guys, we, we're still putting out podcasts. All right. We just, we just had a lot going on uh, behind the scenes. But we are going to start churning out the episodes soon. But open mic with OTR mic is where the mic is open for any discussion, no matter who it is, where it is, or what it is. All right. So go over there, hit the subscribe button. Uh, you will not be disappointed in those two places. All right. Also, Hendo from the Rope Pod. Okay. The Rope Pod. Go subscribe. All things Baltimore Ravens and track and track. Okay. He's a track expert now. Okay, own that. Okay, own that. Uh, hit the subscribe button over there. You're gonna enjoy the content as well. Our guy Suge Knight three two three, who does a steel conspiracy. He is a Steelers fan, but he has a Steeler and Ravens podcast. Okay, it's called the Steel Conspiracy. You will see B on there, even though he's not a Ravens fan. He's a Panthers fan, but they talk Steelers and Panthers. Okay, and you'll notice a conspicuous lack of steel or gold in that logo, but a lot of purple, a whole lot of purple. Just saying, just saying. All right. Um, and the deep cover podcast, right? That's our guy, Chris, just joking, Michael Crawford and Carrie. What's Carrie's last name? Stevenson. Uh, yes, I believe so. Stevenson. All right. Uh, another Ravens podcast, um, do a great job breaking down the game. Um, they're excellent, excellent, and also the highlights. Okay, let's get ready. Network the highlights. That's the channel our guy Ferris runs. Um, you'll see Ferris, Caleb. You'll see D Weezy on there as well. All right, they they cover all kinds of sports over there. These are people in our network. These are people. These are our Roundup approved podcasts. Okay, and shows. All right, and if you get a little confused where to go, just go to lbhtshow.com. And you will see all the information right there. All right. So it's time for hashtag rapid fire, uh, the week three predictions, so that we don't come anywhere near two hours. Uh, yes. So let's go ahead and, and get this fired up. That's it. And let me get the actual schedule. Oh, I have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there we go. go. All right. Let's. Here we go. So, uh, oh, wait, Thursday, before we start, yeah. everybody, so, yeah. So, so if you don't know the drill, okay, if you want to follow along, type fast, all right, type fast, type your picks. We're gonna go fast. Let's go. Thursday night, uh, tomorrow night, we got the Giants and the 49ers. Just got word that Saquon Barkley is out for that game, makes absolutely no difference. San Francisco is gonna kill them. 
Yep, 49ers. Starting on Sunday, Tennessee at Cleveland. It's one of the closer matchups of the season. I don't think that Cleveland bounces back from that uh, Steelers loss and the Nick Chubb loss. I'm taking Tennessee. Yep, Tennessee. Atlanta at Detroit. Picking Detroit because can't have Atlanta be 3-0. and <laughs> I'm going with Detroit as well. Green Bay taking them for similar reasons. Can't have New Orleans be 3-0, and but Green Bay is just a better team than New Orleans also. It's taking the Packers at home. Yeah, Green Bay. Denver at Miami. Uh, Miami's looked very good. Tua's looked very good. Denver has not. Don't really. I didn't really like the Sean Payton hire at the time. Russ is cooked, and I'm taking the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins here. So we got the Chargers at Minnesota. The curse is ending this week. The LA Chargers are finally going to get a win. Don't know how they lost the first two games because they seem to play well, and then you look up and they just have fewer points, but that ends this week. Man, I, I, uh, I'm i going Chargers. I'm going Chargers. Right. New England at the Jets. The Jets are still starting Zach Wilson, so I'm picking New England. <laughs> I got New England. We got the same pick so far. These are easy. Buffalo at Washington. Uh, not so fast, my friend. Eric B. Enemy has that uh, Washington team, you know, playing some playing some good ball. And Buffalo, I think, is vulnerable. And I'm taking Washington at home. If Washington yeah. wins this. Um, and the Chiefs lose next this week, there will definitely be that narrative out there. Are they missing Airbnb? Mm-hmm. But it's not going to happen. I'm going Buffalo. <laughs> Houston at Jacksonville. Uh, CJ Stroud has been the best of the the rookie quarterbacks. Uh, they've got a young running back in Damian Pierce. They got some young receivers in Tank Dell. John Mechie just got his first professional catch. Uh, this past week after coming back. He had the uh, torn ACL at Alabama, and then he had cancer, and he missed his whole rookie season. He caught his first pass last week, so it was, a, it was fantastic to see. But Jacksonville is going to get the win at home this week. Yeah, I got the Jags. Indianapolis at Baltimore. Uh, like I said, I'm picking Baltimore big in this one. I'm going to take the Ravens by at least 14. Uh, I'm going to say 34-17. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say twenty eight thirteen Ravens. All right, Carolina at Seattle. Uh, we talked about this already. If if Bryce Young doesn't go, obviously I'm taking Seattle. Uh, but if he plays, which I expect that he will, I'm gonna take Carolina. Uh, I think the offense gets on track oh. and they win a close one against the Seahawks. What's the score? I'm gonna say the score is twenty eight twenty four Carolina. All right, I'm picking the Seahawks, okay, because I'm always jinxing the Panthers. I'm going to pick the Seahawks. I'm going to say 24-21. Chicago at Kansas City. I mean, Chicago is playing like one of the worst teams in the league. Kansas City's Kansas City, taking the Chiefs at home. Yeah. yeah, Yep, got the Chiefs. Yeah. Dallas at Arizona. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what. We can possibly say about this. Uh, I said last night, I think they, they could actually beat them worse than they beat the Giants in week one, but it's going to be Dallas for sure. Yes, yeah, Dallas. And Pittsburgh versus Las Vegas. 
the Sunday night game. Our guy Suge may be in attendance. Uh, he's going to be in Vegas for his birthday weekend. Happy birthday, Suge. Happy birthday, Suge. And I think it's going to be a very happy birthday because Pittsburgh is getting the win over the hapless Raiders. Yep, I got Pittsburgh. Man, I don't, listen, we're not gamblers, right? I don't know what the lines are going to be for this game or anything like that, but these these seem like some pretty lot picks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Monday night, we got another Monday doubleheader because uh, the league is kind of testing that out to see how the fans like it. Uh, Philly at Tampa. I mean, listen, I almost want to take Tampa because there couldn't be a more lopsided game in my opinion, but I'm taking Philly and I'm taking Philly big. Yeah, I got Philly. The Rams and the Bengals is, I think, probably the most interesting game of the week uh, to see if Cincinnati gets back on track. Uh, the 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 budding superstar Puka Nakua in in LA. See if he can keep it going. He had 15 catches just last week. Yeah. Uh, but I think that again, this was another one that kind of hinges on an injury. If Joe Burrow plays, I'm taking the Bengals, and I think that the offense gets it going, and they put up a lot of points. I'm picking the Rams. Putting that nail in the Bengal coffin, huh? Listen, the Rams, um, they won the first week, didn't they? They won the first week. They lost last week. And they played a they they played a, a close game to to the 49ers. I don't know how close it was, but it was close. I don't know how close it really was. It was it, it was they lost by a touchdown. It was a close it was close all all game. I, I think it was tied at halftime. It was. Yeah. Um no, uh, the Rams are better than than we realize. Um and they're further along right now than, than Cincinnati is. So I'm going to go with the Rams. All right. All right. That is it for week three. Uh, pretty sure I went 16-0 and 0 on those picks just now. Feeling good. <laughs> Feeling All right. Great. So so we did a week two um, wrap-up. If you guys didn't click on that video, go ahead and click on that video. Okay. We wrapped up the, the games from last week. We'll do the same on Tuesday. Okay, it'll be Tuesday night, probably late. Uh, but Tuesday night we'll we'll do a wrap up of week three games. And of course, um this Sunday, uh, I should be available to stream after the Ravens game. Uh Panthers play at one o'clock too, right? Panthers play at four. Play at four? Okay. All right. So you probably won't get two streams, but uh you know, we'll give we'll give a little reaction some sort, okay, after after that game. Maybe we do stream if it's a win. Maybe maybe be be in a good mood and uh, <laughs> you'll get a double stream. Stay yeah, tuned. If I'm in a good mood, we definitely not streaming. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so uh, trivia time. It is absolutely trivia time because then it's time to get out of here. All right, because uh, we are dangerously close. Well, we dangerously will. close to two hours. Only an hour and a half. We're good. Uh, that's why I said. Uh, so. <laughs> Y'all may have heard. Um, okay, well, you see, you see, you, you slipping right now, right? You didn't change it back to the football background for trivia oh, time. Well, trivia time could be. I mean, uh, I mean, it's a, it's mostly football fans. So oh, okay, I, I like to okay, keep it, okay. I like to keep, I'll let you know in advance if it's going to be something else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> y'all may have heard uh, that the Carolina Panthers are zero two. I know you're shocked. I know that it's it's We're all shocked. rocking. It's rocking the foundations of your life, and and you're just. You're struggling with how you can keep it together and just keep moving moving forward. Uh, but it's all right, because as we all know, many, many, many teams 
have started 0-2 and, and still made the playoffs. It's not the best starting position, obviously. I mean, you'd rather be – oh, no, there's, that's a long list. It's a pretty okay. long list. Uh, I mean, but, you know, it is over a long, long period of time. Thanks. But uh, <laughs> you'd rather be 2-0, but, you know, things happen. Panthers are 0-2. But, you know, it, it, it's not a death sentence. Like I said, a lot of teams have made it to the playoffs. And three teams have even won the Super Bowl after starting starting 0-2. So my question to the chat is, who was the last team to start 0-2 and win the Super Bowl? And you'll get bonus points if you can name the other two as well. All right. There are three teams. I'll repeat it. Three teams. They have won the Super Bowl at the starting 0-2. Name at least one. If you can name all three, you get bonus points. That is, that is not what I said. What? I said, who was the last team to do it? Oh. And then you get bonus points if you can name all three. Sorry. Disregard that. Who was the last team? The most recent team. And if you can name the other two, you get bonus points. All right. I've seen some. I've seen some answers in there. I've seen some answers. I'm going to need a year as well. Need a year? Yeah. Why? Because you got to say when they did it. All right. Okay. I, I don't think you need to, but. Okay. You know what? We'll, we'll go with you today. We'll be nice and say you don't need the year. Okay. You don't have to have it. All right. I, I see some answers in there. Uh, I, I think it's essential because particularly for one of the teams, they got there twice and they won once and lost once. But, you know, whatever. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, Matt said, "Don't know, Matt." Thank you, thank you, Matt. You're not even going. You're not even going to look it up, are you? Wow, these are for points. These are for points. (laughs) But we do have three correct answers in the chat. Was it the Giants? It was the 2007 New York Giants. And extra points to our guy, Will G, who got all three. The 2007 Giants, the 2001 New England Patriots, and the 1993 Cowboys. Obviously, it's them because they haven't won shit since. Uh, thank you, Will. You're going to get some extra points there. <laughs> I'm going to add will. those. Good job. I'm going to add those loyalty points on for you. Um, you can put the years well. in. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yes. All right. All right, and y'all, y'all have learned to. Is anybody getting points? Have learned how to have Google open. Well, I mean, uh, Malik and, and Hendo are going to get points just for getting it correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not going to get extra points though. True, true. And okay, is Malik? No, yep, Malik. Michael Strahan's Giants. I remember because that's when uh, the Giants coach he went out there and said we're going to make the playoffs, and uh, he was sweating when he said that. He was like. <laughs> He's like, he's thinking to himself, if we don't, I'm toast. (laughs) (laughs) And they made it and they won. Yeah. Okay. Quick bonus time. Quick bonus time. We are going to be fast here. All right. So whatever you want to talk about, if you guys have noticed, if if you're just coming back to the channel after taking a summer vacation and you're like, why, why aren't they reading our, 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 our comments? They're not reading them enough. We read a couple here and there throughout the, the show. We're trying to make the segments a little bit cleaner, you know, so we can get through our segments. We read our our version of Super Chat, okay, which you can do by Dawson LBHT show on a cash app or uh, the stream elements comment that you see pinned in the chat box, right? 
Um, and then we have submitted questions. So those are ways that you can, you know, get your comment. If you really need to have your comment read, those, those are the ways that you can get it read on air. Uh, but we also give you bonus time when we have time, time permitting uh, to just chop it up at the end of the show. There's still over 50 people in here. Um, if you're new, hit that subscribe button. Also, make sure you're hitting that like button as well. But we'll give you a few minutes to whatever you want to talk about. We'll discuss it. But if not, uh, we will get out of here. We're going to go over to the Overtime Show, which you can find on Patreon.com slash LBHT Show. And we will be talking about this guy right here. Who was on crack? Yes, that guy. Mm -hmm. Stephen A. Smith yelling at, at Max Kellerman. Okay. Um, he's been uh, in the news recently because he was on a Joe Budden podcast talking about why he got Max Kellerman kicked off of first take, uh, which is a bunch of BS. Right. And then T.O. made a comment about it on Twitter and he went off on T.O., said he's going to expose T.O. And T.O. said, well, then show what you got then. Right. So Stephen A. went on the show on Monday and show what he had. So we're going to go all over all of that. On the overtime show, we're going to discuss uh, the whole timeline, okay? Uh, the different uh, uh, perspect uh, perspectives on this, you know, his, you know, Stephen A's perspective, uh, TL's perspective, not really Max Kellerman's perspective. He's not really talking about it, but uh, his friend, his good friend Marcellus Wiley's talked a lot about it, and he's provided some insight on that as well. So it's a whole thing. Patreon.com/slash/lbht show. Uh, and we'll discuss some other stuff as well. It's a lot of fun. So if you have as little as $5 in your pocket, okay, uh, you can be part of that as well as a bunch of other stuff, okay? Uh, we have a Discord as well. You know, a lot of you guys like to, you know, go in there and, and chat, and that, that Discord is popping 24-7, all right? So lots of lots of benefits to sign up to, to our Patreon. So uh, feel free to check it out. Okay. What do we have here? Zaul. He says, WNBA playoffs, Dallas versus Vegas is going to be a great one. Is it? I kind of feel like it's going to be like, a sweep. Yeah, I think Vegas uh, I think Vegas got that. Now, Vegas versus my Liberty is going to be a great one in the finals. But uh, that's, that's, that's a couple series away. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Vegas is going to win. I see you talking about Julius Randle there, so uh, he ain't going nowhere. All right. Embrace. Julius Randle left. Em, em, you know, they say embrace the suck, so as he stand. Don't nobody want that, dude. I saw I saw um, a headline earlier saying that the Knicks were, were monitoring Giannis' situation with Milwaukee. Yeah, Why? I bet. All right, yeah, Oh, is it just because they're they're like big time NBA fans? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna start just putting out this random stuff. The you know the Nets are monitoring the the situation with Giannis. What does that mean? Now, like we talked about Buddy Heald earlier. Like if the Lakers are making any move, it's for Giannis. <laughs> uh, Jerry Miller says thoughts on Dwight working out with the Warriors. I'm asking this to annoy Hendo. <laughs> I don't know. Will be annoyed by having another all-time great on his roster, but you know, maybe he doesn't like that they keep leaning into that reputation they have of just whiny players. Yeah, look, I got I got no issue with it, right? He, as long as he can continue to play, you know, as long as the team will will, will pick him up, you keep playing. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he, and it he, seemed like he, he had a lot of fun in Thailand. Yeah, yeah, or Taiwan or whichever one it was he went to to play. So yeah, I got no issue with it. Got no issue with it. We should uh, circle back. You know, uh, Christian had asked about uh, Fury and Ganu. He did. I'm not sure if Christian's still in here, but listen. Similar to Jake Paul fights, I think this is going to be uh, some boxing entertainment type of stuff. All right. Uh, it's already billed as an exhibition, mm-hmm. meaning it's not going to be a real fight. Exhibition matches are, are yeah, it's basically sparring, right? They're going to go out there. They're going to, they're going, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure how many rounds it's going to be. It's probably going to be like five, six, seven rounds, something like that. Um, and that's what you'll get. It's, it'll be just like with, uh, Logan Paul and Mayweather, something like that. Nobody's going to get knocked down, or if they do, you know, it, you know, it, it, it'll be by accident. You know, they'll let the other fighter recover, um, but it'll go the distance, and you know, they'll have their fun and they'll make a lot of money off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Tyson Fury is about now. He just wants to do high-profile fights, not necessarily real fights, but fights that are going to make you the most money. And you know, whatever. I, I, I don't even fault him for that. Just don't don't hold the belt hostage if you're not gonna really fight anybody. Right. You know, that's that's my only beef with that. And um, you know, uh Dana White, pay your fighters so we can stop seeing these sideshows. People always complain about these sideshows, right? People always complain about, oh, yeah, look at look at Jake Paul just making a mockery of the sport. That's because that's because USC doesn't pay their fighters. That's why they keep doing these fights. Yeah. And and, and well, the reality of what's happening is that it's not boxing putting on sideshows, it's boxing doing charity work. Yeah. Uh, and, and and look, and I don't even mean that as an insult. They should because it's criminal what the UFC does to their fighters. Absolutely. <laughs> Instead of asking Apollo Creed about an exhibition fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeremy, like they they're they're still separate. Uh and he could pay they could pay fighters before. They just don't yeah, it it wasn't about it wasn't about the uh, lack of a uh, of funds, right? They had they had the money to they just didn't want to do it, you know. They still don't want to do. it. I mean, when who was it? Endeavor took over, you know, they bought it. They bought USC for four billion dollars. They had money, you know. Money's not the it's not the issue there. They just don't want to pay the fighters. Yeah. And my thing is this, and this is with any business, because I, I hate when this comes up. Oh well, you know, if you pay the workers, you know, how you gonna say in business? You can't find a way to pay your workers. You don't. You don't deserve to be in business. Yeah. Right. Business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't care how you figure it out. You need to figure it out. If you can't figure it out, go away. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. That is it. We are out of here. Okay. About an hour and forty-three minutes. I think that's good timing. Uh, if you want to hang out some more, I think this is going to be a fun show. The, look, the, pay, the, the the overtime show is always fun. It's nice, laid back. Um, it's a good time, okay? And we, we usually cover some good topics there. All right, so go sign up. Um, did you have anything else before we get out of here? Nope, that's about it. All right. Uh, tomorrow, football is back. Enjoy your football. Go Ravens on Sunday. Go Panthers. Right, let's just get them in the in the, in the win column. Um, B, are you ready? Yes, sir. He is ready. Patrons, get ready. The overtime show is starting soon. We're going to be discussing this if you, if you haven't seen it already. Who is on crack?
was coming up right now. So get ready, everybody else. Thank you very much. Have a great night, and we will see you next time. Peace.